welcome to Pod on the Dog, episode 30. I can't believe we're here. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Instinct. And I've got a discount code for you all. Now, Natural Instinct, like myself, understand how vitally important your dog's diet is and how it's such a big contributor to the overall health and well-being of your dog. Now, they offer a no-stress, no-mess, convenient way of feeding a complete raw diet which for a busy mum like me is exactly what I need so enter the discount code Verity15 at the checkout to receive 15% off now I'm your host Verity Harcastle and you can find me at Verity Harcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in dogdom now for today's episode I met my guest today about 12 years ago when she judged me at my second ever grooming competition. And guess what? She placed me first. Hooray! (laughs) So obviously, I was immediately a big, big fan. Now, this stylist is really well known for her kind and calm handling, her love of all things in nature, natural products, and of course, terriers, the long-legged and the short-legged variety. Former Green Team England member, other half to the infamous Saradon Kennel, international judge and all-round terrier expert, it's Yitka Krizova. Hi, Yitka. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining me today on this Pleasure. Saturday afternoon. Now, obviously, you were born in Slovakia. So what brought yes. you to the UK? Was it dogs that brought you here? Yeah, dogs. Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is. Yeah, I wanted to improve in hand stripping. So, so you started in terriers in Slovakia then? Yes. Well, I I started dog grooming in Slovakia. Yes, I had a salon for about four or five years. Um, all self thought because we didn't have any. We still don't have actually grooming schools or not many seminars or books. It was way before internet so Mm. um and I always kind of liked not uh, not always hand stripping (laughs) but it was the first technique I learned because my first dog was miniature schnauzer and that time uh they must be hand stripped there was no other option Um, we wanted to show him in the end we couldn't because he has some teeth missing but um yes so I had to learn how to hand strip and um yeah, that's where you'll start. I just like the idea of what you can create just just by hand without yeah. any extra expensive tools. That's absolutely true, isn't it? That you can create a beautiful group actually with nothing mm. more than your fingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so how come you came over to the UK then? Was it to work at the Saradon Kennel? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously so you met your cleaning, lovely cleaning husband. The, cleaning the kennels, you know, mm-hmm. all, the, all the odd jobs and uh, yeah. in the time, trimming, trimming, trimming. So you get like, you know, uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. Tiring, but really, really amazing. No, I've done my fair share of kennel work as well. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> we all start there, I think. How to shower <laughs> properly, you know, the yeah. <laughs> That was the same when I was still at school. That was one of my first jobs was being a kennel hand. Um, Mm. And I remember people used to say, my gosh, the barking when they used to come, you know, people like to come around and look around the kennel. And you're like, what? Pardon? I can't. No, don't hear it. Because you just block it out, don't you? Yeah, you do block it out. You have to, yeah, for your own sanity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So 
obviously then you started preparing the show dogs and getting more and more hands on on these dogs didn't yeah, you yeah and yeah that time I was uh, well back in Slovakia I used as I said I had the uh, mini schnauts and then I had the uh, hovavards I used to mm-hmm. show them oh wow wow yeah 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 I love the breed and um yeah then Terriers you know started prepping them with um John's mom and and him and showing here and there. So yeah, how it all started, and then obviously pet grooming as yeah. a day job. You've competed with poodles though as well, though, haven't you? So you're not just a one trick pony. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say plural poodles. A, t- a toy. It was a toy, wasn't it? I remember. You. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely mambo. Um, that time when I competed, with, actually, I took her to Romania. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I don't want to be seen with a poodle in England just in case I make a mess. <laughs> so I, just, I thought I go to Belgium, it's kind of safe. Yeah, yeah. No one taking any photos. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got we got placed. We got first in the in the open class, which was amazing. And the same show I won with um, Marlon, the Welsh Terrier, best in show. But uh, yeah, I love Mambo and I, I still love her. She lives with Claudia now. So. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I know her as being Claudia's dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. she's just this like little thing with a terrier spirit, you know, feisty little. Well, she's grown up around Lakeland, so what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your home setup, obviously. What does a typical day look like? for you now because I know you've stepped back from the everyday pet grooming haven't you yes yeah I don't do uh everyday pet grooming anymore I still got my little boarding kennels mm-hmm. so it takes a few hours of my day you know the walking and socializing and mm. uh, all that uh, and of also my products they take the most of my time um not just sorting packaging but also you know, writing blogs and newsletters, and creating the products, shipping everything. So content, media yeah, content, content all takes, the time. Yes. time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my day, really. <laughs> and then you, yeah, and then you've got your own dogs to look after as well. Yeah, in the house five and, dogs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, obviously, Vita Canis talking about your products. Obviously, it's really grown, hasn't it? In the last yes. in the last yeah. few years. So where did this business idea initially come from? So first, it wasn't a business idea. It was kind of like um, I wanted to help the dogs to be calmer in a salon. Mm. I was re- always into like natural remedies, etc. We've been using homeopathics at home and herbotis, um, essential oils. But actually, the first product was the hand butter because as a groomer, I used to suffer yeah. with my hands cracked and then you get the hair, dog hair, you know, under your nail bed and it's just, yeah, well, you know what it is like. Oh, yeah, I've got I've got a real pesky one where yeah. I put a comb up my thumb and Ouch. now, you know, and then it just seems to collect hair, doesn't it, when yes. you're trimming? It's an absolute nightmare. So you have to sit on an evening and try and try get to it, out it out yeah. before you get an infection. Yes. So the handbucket was the first one, uh, what I created. Um, And then it was the calming floral spray to use in a salon, Mm -hmm. which worked really well. And um, I think I did a seminar and um, in my salon and uh, Linda Stone came. And that time she had a black Russian terrier and he suffered with separation anxiety. 
So I thought, well, you know, let me see what I can do. So I put a few alls together. And that's how Comfort Blend was born for separation anxiety. It helped her dog. And um, since then, it's helping a lot of dogs with separation anxiety, grief, problems to adjusting and things. I think that, um, would you say that's your most popular product? I think it might be. At the moment, it's the, I think the calming spray is the most popular from day one. And the uh, skin relief shampoo now, it's um, it's the newest product. I launched it in January. So, oh, no, sorry, June. It's supposed to be in January, but thanks to Brexit and everything else. Yeah, wonderful. It was delayed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's for dogs with itchy skin, skin prone to allergic reactions. And I'm getting some amazing feedbacks. Dog, some dogs coming off Apocal and... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just, I mean, gosh, you know, as groomers, every dog just comes in with Malaseb, don't they? Yes, yeah. And compared to Malaseb, you know, it cleans the coat as well. And Malaseb mm-hmm. is like gooey, smells horrible. It doesn't clean the coat. Mm-hmm. So you, when you get the dog out of the bath, you feel like you haven't done anything. It's just, <laughs> I know. I think you meant to soak it. And what what I've always done is use like a hypo contains nothing shampoo first yes. and yes. then rinse and then yeah. soak them in the malaceb you, oh, yeah. you can't groom a malaceb wash dog can you no. no way no way and the problem is with owners as well with that malaceb is they should be doing it at home and they don't do they yes. just, they think every eight weeks it's fine yes <laughs> that's good yeah, sort of. exactly in, in a salon we still like a collection of malasebs with names <laughs> yeah, on it name <laughs> when I was having my big clear out of my big salon when I when I closed it yeah. uh, it was so funny looking through the the drawers in the, yeah. the bathroom all the, like all these malasems <laughs> so what's next for Vita Canis what's uh, what's your plans um, well for the for the next year the product wise I think I'll just stay with the products I have now uh I would like to come up with some kind of um replacement for the scented stones I used to sell before Mm -hmm. Uh, so maybe that Um, but for next year it will be definitely we'll back with the Star to Rescue with the kind of Star to Rescue the (laughs) The grooming competition for rescue dogs Mm -hmm. and I would like to finish my book I'm writing in Slovakian about the grooming Um, try to cover as much as possible because, as I say, we, we don't have the actual book there. Some, you know, something solid you can open in our language. In, yeah, in in our language. So I'm I'm working on that. That's fabulous. Yeah, and also an amazing thing to give back to your countrymen if they've not got. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. the ability yeah. to get the education like we have in the UK. We're so lucky, aren't we? And yes. I was speaking to somebody the other day from South Africa who was struggling where they lived to get any form of you know formal tuition and oh, so they would okay. do you know luckily we've got the internet now like you yeah know, it's much never easier had the internet, days. I remember when I started my the first competition of I went to watch in Prague it was like eight hours on train yes and then, and then when I went to Germany on train it was like almost 20 hours mm. so you know Oh, and then we have in the UK people moan if it's exactly like that's more than two hours away. (laughs) So if you really want to, you know, you you have to make the effort. 
Yeah. But I, it is definitely with internet is easier. It is. Absolutely. I know when um, I needed help with my Terry hand stripping years ago, I've I've been to visit you several yes. times, maybe four yeah. times I've been down yeah, to you. Yeah, you're as, I, as I progressed, you know, I started off doing, I did my, I borrowed, I think it was the Caesar, Westie, the Westie yeah. that was on the Caesar advert, I borrowed it off you to... Um, Lucy, yeah. Yeah, to do my level three, because back then it was in two parts, wasn't it? Yes. The level three. And then you did your higher with Adele. Yeah. I did my higher with Adele, so I came down and, you know, sort of, Worked it out a bit, didn't I? And then came back and and then yeah, we always did. had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I think I did. I did some of your Scotty as well. You just you threw you threw her on the table and said, "Yeah, have a go at this." It was much harder to pull. I remember being yes. like, "Wow, yeah, yeah." Just I see- always like when other people can trim my dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were using me, Ica. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I like you've been such a huge help to me and you know I never battered an eyelid about the journey it was just you know I knew I needed to do it for myself so I could progress and you know I think that back then hand stripping was my nemesis and I live in North Yorkshire Mm. so we have a lot of hand strip dogs you know an awful lot of border terriers obviously yeah uh, and such like yeah yeah, and I wanted to be clear that I knew what I was doing when when these dogs were sort of coming in my door Exactly. And, and also you learn how to talk to your clients because yes. they sometimes the expectations are too high as yeah. when it comes to hand stripping, you know, when they bring you a picture of the perfectly prepared dog, show yeah, dog cross champion. Like, well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and you know, try to put it away, they won't be offended, but uh, yeah, you can't you can't do it sometimes. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about this, obviously, because terrier hand stripping seems to be such a debated topic. I see oh, yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of people asking <laughs> questions online and a lot of misinformation given. Yeah. So I thought it'd be really good to speak to you, a terrier expert, and ask you, like, debunk some of these much asked questions. So my first well, one my is... Best, I'll, you know, I can all tell you... Your opinion, opinion anyway. Opinion. Yeah, exactly. opinion. Your opinion. Take yeah. it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, put it in the bin if you think so. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off. (laughs) Firstly, bathing before or after hand stripping. Well, yeah. It's not not black and white, is it? No. Um, So personally, this is my thing. I I prefer to hand strip a dog uh, when it comes straighter or dirty, unless Mm -hmm. it's completely, you know, mucky or rolled in something. Then bath. Mm-hmm. And then finish it. I know a lot of people bath first, then hand strip, um, and they finish it. Um, when it comes to people are scared of skin irritation after bathing, in my opinion, um, and I spoke to my vet once about it, uh, and she said when you hand strip, they actually the skin is more sensitive, obviously. But if you leave the dirt and chalk on the skin mm. it causes more harm than if you wash it off. Mm. And if your hand stripping is gentle and you're not damaging the skin mm. and you do it correctly and the dog has healthy skin to start with. Yes, absolutely. Because that's it, a different thing entirely. Absolutely. Hypoallergenic shampoo, gentle shampoo, cooler water, 
you don't use blaster or mm-hmm. at least on one speed. You don't use hot uh, air. You don't use slicker brush, ha- uh, hairspray, perfumes, anything like that that could irritate the skin. Personally, I've never had any issues, and we've been working mm-hmm. with with I've been working with terriers for you know twenty years. And well, I can vouch for when you visit. Yeah, when you visit Yitka's salon, it's just, you get the odd cockapoo, but there's a lot of terriers. Yeah, I mean, the girls getting now more cockapoos, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still, it's still a lot of terriers. Um, but if you wash the dog before, it's nice to work with a clean coat, isn't it? So you don't mm-hmm. breathe in all the dirt and dust and everything. So it's... Um, personal preference really it's not a one shoe fits all no definitely and some dogs are quite easy to be hand stripped after bathing some coats are a little bit more difficult to pull Uh, sometimes you still need to put a chalk in to make it easier for you to grab the hair and pull so yeah it's not definitely first personal preference i would say yeah. I think it makes sense though, because when you're hand stripping, obviously you're opening up that follicle and yes. then you'll use it and then it's dirty and you're using products and you're not washing that away. It totally yes. makes sense that that would. What, what I definitely do not agree is to hand strip the dog dirty, send it home yeah. and come back in a week or a couple of days. First of all, I couldn't send home dirty dog mm-hmm. like was. Yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> I can't do no. it. I couldn't do it ever. Um, and who is going to come back in a week? If yeah. you have people traveling, like we had people, you know, travel two, three, four hours to us, mm. they're not going to turn up from Edinburgh to Toxeter next week mm. with their adult to be just washed. Exactly. So it, it doesn't make sense. So no. do it before, strip it, finish it, do it after. But yeah. send home clean. Dog. But do it in a day, either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting, and um, and totally can understand all those points that make complete sense. Like you say, it's more important that the dog's clean rather than yeah, exactly because yeah. They, it just feels nice. That's what people expect. If you go to you... hairdresser with greasy hair, and they mm. just cut it and tell you, now can you come next week? We'll finish you. It'll be like. <laughs> No. Okay. I'm not failure. So rather than a slicker, do you recommend like a ball bristle brush or a palm, one of those terrier palm pads? Yeah, or? yeah, terrier pads for, for a jacket from on the hand strip areas, mm-hmm. yeah, bristle brush or bean brush terrier pad because the, the slickers are quite sharp. Yeah. So Well, yeah. you know, if you ever try to brush even a schnauzer, they are just yeah. you know on the short coat. <laughs> They, they yeah well like it, yeah it? exactly it's sharp it's not it's not nice yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now obviously I know because I've been there that the owners of fox terriers all these multi-layer more complex hand strips for instance they the ones that won't come more than every five months for stripping obviously how mm-hmm. do you deal with this because I've had them come into my salon before and the dogs obviously just overgrown yeah. a mess so what do you what do you say to them? Like how how do you deal with that scenario? How often do you tell them to come? Well, sometimes it's like you can say whatever you like, and they still they still bring the dog five months later. Yeah. <laughs> we like him fluffy, you know. Yeah, and we like this look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it like that. Don't take it too short. Yeah. Um, well, I used to recommend anything between six to twelve weeks 
We never had a person who would come regularly for rolling every week. Um, anything longer than a couple of weeks, it's hand stripping. You, when you roll the coat, you just you have to do it on a weekly basis. That's how hand strip dogs stay in the condition they are. Um, so yeah, six to twelve weeks. I mean, if you have a dog with six months growth and it's brushed, mm. usually it comes out really easily. But then you don't know what you're going to get underneath. Would it be just undercoat? Would it be long undercoat? Would it be would it be already a new coat? So, yeah, I think six to 12 weeks worked quite well for us. Yeah. And what about spade dogs? Yeah, that's, that's interesting when you were talking to Kitty in your, mm. in your previous one. Yeah. Uh, was you don't get that many castrated dogs in Europe on continent. Yeah, exactly. I was shocked when I came here. Every single dog was castrated and spayed. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow. (laughs) You know, why? (laughs) I understand if you don't want to breed, but you don't have to breed anyway. Yeah. I just think people think if if they leave their dog entire, that somehow the neighbor's dog is going to break through the fence and give them a rogering. And before you know, you've got, you know, and yeah, well, it may happen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, we know what, but, we know what bitches are like when they're in season. Well, exactly. You know? But the Randy, the, the girls, the, the bitches are in season twice a year. I'm sure you can deal with. Exactly. It, Just we're, very, we're very careful nowadays. We don't leave our exactly. dogs roaming the streets, do we? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was a shock for me. When it comes to coat change, um, well, uh, sometimes it's quite interesting. Like with my Rosie, my old Welsh Terrier, um, she has been hand stripped all her life. I had her spade when she was nine and her coat didn't change at all. So right, I brilliant. Strip her. Then mm. once I even clipped her because I didn't fancy hand stripping, then I felt sorry and bad about it. So I went back to hand stripping. <laughs> I know, say nothing. <laughs> you care, that made me laugh. And then, and, you know, she had a brilliant, brilliant coat. Um, my first schnauzer, he was entire male, but he had this like amazingly harsh coat. We could like hand strip him, clip him over, and it will still grow. Uh, really harsh but for example Claudia's lakey when she had her space she was about eight and she was hand strip all her life mm. um, then her coat changed in about three months and she right. hand strip her without making her uncomfortable and making it painful so um, I, again I would just say it's black and white you need to try if it's coming, hand strip. If it's not coming, don't do it. Mm. Because yeah. some dogs, I think it depends on breeding as well. Right. And uh, age, when the dog was nutrient, if it is like too early, then definitely mm-hmm. it will affect the coat. If it is like later in life, probably less. But most of the dogs, we managed to hand strip the jacket quite well. Mm. And then, you know, clip the flat wall, the cheeks, the front and the bum, which these areas dogs are not very keen on anyway. When I notice a transition, that's the sort of thing I would always do is yeah. um, 
start using my blenders and my thinners yeah. on the legs to leave a more natural finish and and, and the face. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, clip the flat work and then yeah. try as long as possible just to keep working on their jacket. Yeah, exactly. And ex- explain, you know, to the owner. So, you know, this will happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, I think we see more of a change with spaniels, for instance, don't yes. we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think they so. they yeah. tend to go really, really woolly. But um, but yeah, I do, I do think, especially with dogs like Border Terriers, like you say, if they've been spayed later in life, often you can still... Yeah, and they, they strip quite well, don't they? Yeah. yeah, they're an easy hand strip, aren't they? Yeah. Now let's talk about rolling just quickly because a lot of people might not understand that terminology when you say rolling the coat. When you have like a shorter coat, let's say mm-hmm. on Welsh Lakey, um, you so what you're doing, you're taking the top layer of the hair off. So it's still hand stripping, but kind of like you are hand stripping the shorter coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not taking bulk off, you're very, very uh, careful and it's it's very therapeutic mm. and so what we do with with terriers we get a bristle brush or a terrier pie, you pat the coat and you will see some of the hair popping up and then just gently remove them with your fine stripping knife yeah and so it's a bit like every saturday when you have to mow your lawn you yeah yeah it, it keep it nice up, yeah. yes yeah. yeah because when you have when you have dog shows not, not now again every weekend then you ha- you have to keep on top of it otherwise you wouldn't be able to show or it wouldn't yeah. be the same and you can't really you know if you're at a champ show you can't really go in with like bald flat work and things like that can you yeah yeah so with with rolling it's um it helps also it, it's nicer for a dog because they get used to be on a table it's uh, nicer for the skin. So really, ideally, if the clients could come every week, would be really great because you would spend on a dog maybe like half an hour, an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you create that, you know, that beautiful shape all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they come in a salon every, I don't know, three, four, five, six months, and they ex- expect the same result, they just they just can't yeah. you don't know what you have underneath and also what the clients need to understand is with the hand stripping we're pulling the hair instead of cutting mm-hmm. so you can't choose the length you just mm-hmm. pull the hair and then you'll see what's underneath like you it's say when like, they say oh, can thank you, you leave it a bit it's fluffy yeah. yeah yeah well no <laughs> exactly. it is what it is yeah <laughs> Winter is coming, leave it longer. Yeah. Put a jacket on the dog. <laughs> oh, exactly. You have central heating. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I had um I had the poodle come in to me the other day and it was no joke, this poodle had quite long hair, because obviously mm. it's due for a trim. It was wearing a knitted woolly jumper. Then on top of it, this like great big harness contraption which covered half the dog's body. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not joking, this this jumper that was I believe you, yeah. a pole and I'm thinking this and the dog's you know, it's an energetic young dog. I'm thinking this dog's gonna be sweltered. I was just And thinking, it's like fifteen degrees outside, but it's October. You yes. know it's so warm, isn't it, at the moment? I know. And I thought, oh boy, <laughs> please I just handed her back on the collar and the lead and gave her all this other shit that was on a dog. Like, get this off your dog. 
<laughs> we had we had only one client. She was really British, the Welsh Terrier, and she always wanted to go shorter in winter. Yeah. She said she gets dirty, she gets wet. If I go outside, I put the jacket on, and she gets too hot inside. I was like, wow, finally somebody got it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I had a, I had a spaniel as well last week, longer because it's winter, and I'm thinking it's. It's a young working spaniel. This dog ain't <laughs> stopping outside. It does not need a fluffy, fluffy coat. I always ask, oh, does he live outside? No. <laughs> but then, like, you know, it's, it does make you laugh sometimes. <laughs> oh, the stories we could tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but now, we <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Now, what attributes do you think that a good dog handler or groomer even need to possess, especially when it comes to grooming and handling a terrier? Patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Patience a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use the calming spray. <laughs> Use the calming spray. And also they don't, I don't like seeing them all sort of belly strapped and hooked up and all the rest yes. of it. They do like a bit of freedom, don't they? Yeah, or, yeah. Or Sometimes, they... I mean, any dog, but especially terriers, when you restrict them too much, they get worse. Mm. So it's always with any breed working with a dog rather than against. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. let them move, let them sit, let them, you know, turn around and just follow them and they settle. Yeah, definitely. I think I think as well, and I think the importance of calm, which I know that you're really yeah. into, is so important because the moment yeah, you get pent up and het up with them, well, there's no point, is there? You might as well. They, just... they, they can feel it, don't they? They mm-hmm. and especially terriers, they become very stubborn and yeah, even harder to work with. I was speaking to a behaviorist on here actually, and they said that they're so clever that they pick up on microfacial movements as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So even you think it might be your eyes or your mouth or no, but even when you're a little bit stressed, and since he said this to me, I've noticed it myself, you flare your nostrils ever so slightly. <laughs> and they can pick up, they're so clever that they can pick up on slight facial changes like that. So this wow. is this is why you know it's not just about telling your harm, hands to be calm or something. It's yeah, it's about you just must stay Everything. calm all yes. over your body. Because even if you think like nervous or negative thoughts, they know, don't mm. they? They know. Oh, like, oh my god, this dog is coming! I'm dreading it! I'm dreading it! You exactly. know, exactly. Like, oh, no, no. yeah. But really, you're creating it for yourself, isn't mm-hmm. it? Instead of. Um, Go with the flow and see how it... Yeah. The dog doesn't remember how much it irritated you last time it came in. So just think when that dog comes yeah. in again, it's a, yeah. it's a yeah, new like dog, it's a fresh exactly. start. Today is going to be so much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Live <laughs> in the moment. Don't, don't look back. Live in the moment. <laughs> Live yeah. in the moment. Like they do, exactly. Yeah, we exactly. should. We should learn the very present, aren't they? So, yeah, good tips. Now, show prep quickly. Obviously, I presume that you've had a lot of show coats that you've had to keep on top of over your years. And you work, obviously, every single week. Is this what you do? Is this your routine for preparing a dog no, for show? No, I, I don't do it any anymore myself. Um, uh, John does it and mm-hmm. his team. So, yeah, like... Is he annoyed they... about that? Sorry? <laughs> Is he annoyed that you've taken a step back from doing that? I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, the the show prep is uh, very time consuming. Uh, I think, especially with terriers, because as I said earlier, you need to keep on top of the coat all the time. Mm. Uh, so let's say, for example, if you have perfect uh, poodle in in fantastic coat, you can get it ready a day before show or a couple mm. of days. Yeah, terrier because. Again, we're not cutting the coat, we're stripping, we can't choose the length. You have to time each part of the body differently, the jacket, the flat work, the furnishing. So it's like constant, constant work. I know John works with his um, show dogs, with one dog twice a week, three times a week. Wow, really? They get bathed, the furnishing once a week, conditioned, then stripped. So it's like constant, constant work. Wow, that's amazing. What a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's a bit like, you know, I always think with us poodle people, you know, oh, that's a labour of love, isn't it? Looking after all that hair. It is. Yeah. Um, but then, but equally it is for, for you terrier people. Yeah. I think for any breed, apart from probably just the short head ones. Yeah, I was going to say it's short. I, I, my Dobie, I was going to say my Dobie, if it was just an open I show, remember, I'd just baby yeah. wipe. Do you remember Angel? Yes. <laughs> That's when I met you first time, uh, was like um, Red Cape seminars. Did I bring her with me? Yeah, and she came with you, yes, yeah. Oh, she was such a dog. I miss her. She was like off the lead, trotting around. She was, yeah. Oh, she was a dream. Yeah, she was a really, really good dog. But yeah, sometimes I've had an open show, I just, you know, lick and spit, off she went. (laughs) Now then, what's planned for 2022? Obviously, with the pandemic and everything, Style to Rescue had to be paused. So yes. is, it, is it coming yes. back? Yeah, it's definitely coming back. We started, um, well, the, it will be on the 20, I think 24th, <laughs> 24th of April, um, 2022 in Coventry in Stoneley, uh, Kennel Club building. Mm. Um we well, we obviously missed two years, but we were yeah. still able to raise some money for the rescue centers. We supported seven rescue centers. The first year in 2018, we raised about four and a half thousand. Wow, that is incredible. And into thank you, 2019 was seven and a half. So <gasps> we're hoping to get more. The competition is closed because we have enough competitors, but mm. we have some great seminars coming. They are still open. People can find it on the website. Uh, we have great judges, uh, Joanne Angus and Lisa Hart. Um, and yeah, we have we have Kitty Corner, we have uh, cake competition, we have oh, a lot amazing. of stuff. Yeah, you you should come. I'm on the, I'm on my list in case there's a, I'm on your list somewhere. Well, I, I knew I did it a, a year ago or so. Yeah, you know when you're looking for competitors, I think I'm on the waiting list in case anyone yes. falls out. So <laughs> I'll put you on the top. Don't tell yeah. anyone. Will you? Thank you. I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> because I, there's not, it's what we do every day. I think there's nothing yes. better than it's, dealing. And like, I love beautiful. dealing with rescue dogs. And I and love that. The atmosphere is just amazing because everybody is like smiling. No one, no one got that competitive edge and yes. that, you know, that stare like, who are you? What are you competing with? Mm. Um, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You may get a little disabled dog with an appy, you know, yeah. you just trim on your lap. Mm-hmm. You may get um, 
Bernese Mountain Dog or a Collie, or you really you don't know what you're going to get. But it's so relaxed because if I if I do come Yitka, can I just can I not have a Bernese Mountain Dog? <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> Small dog, please. Okay. <laughs> and so what people do they come in the morning they draw Mm -hmm. a number and each number each dog has a number oh right so it's like a a, a raffle yeah so they really really don't know what they're gonna get but if somebody is like newbie or they haven't done a certain breed or they can't hunt strip or this and that they can swap around so it's really relaxed and it's all about raising money and awareness for these rescue dogs so really i would love to promote it more to general public to get people coming supporting us because as i said we have seminars but not only for groomers we have dog behaviorists we have uh can't remember what else but uh yeah loads and loads come in uh, canine flow uh reiki so it's not just for the groomers it's for any any dog person and uh, yeah so it will be amazing if we manage and you're looking for sponsors aren't you still still, yes (laughs) hello hello out there (laughs) we're looking for sponsors that would be amazing so we started online auctions again on our facebook group Mm -hmm. start to rescue so if anybody wants to donate anything oh that's such a good thing yeah like a car or Or their time holiday holiday. holiday. (laughs) i'll buy it (laughs) yeah i just i did uh, i did um offered one of my day courses last week that's been sold um linda stone i'm going to actually put it on today uh, she offered one-to-one training on uh, Black Russian Terrier. So, yeah, anybody wants to donate any staff or time, we are very grateful. For Barbara, you need to Fine. put a post out, Yitka, and I'll share it. Um, yeah, brilliant. We'll, we'll, we'll get that. people. Yeah, Thank we'll get you. people to. I'll definitely donate a day. You know, a training day. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's I think it's such a lovely competition and such mm. a great cause and yeah. And obviously we get to do what we love as well. Oh exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Without the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no pressure. Like, you know, you have like three hours, you can finish early, you can walk out, you can you yeah. have a help. You can just sit and give the dog a cuddle and trim its eyes if that's exactly. all they let you do. Yeah. Nice. And it, amazingly it's it's nice the dogs are so chilled. Because when we when we started the first year, a lot of rescue centers didn't want to work with us because they are oh it's not for the rescues they're gonna be stressed. Mm. No, it's not a good idea. So we, we had a lot of lot of like no no no. Mm. And finally, a few rescues agreed, and that they could see the dogs had an amazing time. Yeah, um, that, that absolute TLC. And if, if it gives them you know better chance to find a new home, that's. Yeah, it's just, yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. What charity does uh, do you work with now? The show? So we work with, we support many tears Animal Rescue. Mm-hmm. We support Poodles from Portugal, Wheels to Paws UK, Dodo 8, Hessas Homeless Hounds, Pet Welfare Stafford and Scottish Terrier Emergency Rescue. Oh, fabulous. So my last question, yeah, can I ask everybody this question? What are your standout proudest moments? 
what are those moments Ooh. in your life that are like you know pin have a pinpoint in them well there's few there's there's a lot but I think it's a start rescue that I actually started finally because I was thinking about it for years mm. and then I just one day I decided if I don't do it now I will never do it mm. yeah. so I mean, there's loads, you know, being in groom team in Glen. Yeah, you've got so many successes in, in the groom. In so the grooming I'm, I'm very grateful for it, but this is like so heartwarming mm. every time I think about it. So. Oh, and Alan? What about Alan? Oh, baby Alan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, our Lakeland. Um, yeah. He, he, lived in, he lives in Malta now. Does he? That must yeah. have been a super proud moment, though, seeing him. Yes, yeah, definitely. To see him, you know, born and grow up and, yeah, doing so well at crafts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, very, fam- he's very famous as Alan. I know, Alan de Lakeland. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Don Enigma, if people don't know. <laughs> Google him. He's very, he's very yeah, famous. Yeah, Google him. He's very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're at the end of episode 30. I'm just going to finish off by asking Yitka my quick fire questions. So I really want quick, honest answers and no bull from you. Are you ready? I am ready. So your dog food of choice? Wrong. Favourite place to walk? Um, Beach. Number of dogs under your roof? Five. If you were a dog, what breed of dog would you be? Oh, <laughs> well, I think I wouldn't be bored at Collie. I like nice. to be all the time. I and wouldn't be a terrier. Board, you're the first border Collie. <laughs> <laughs> like to be busy, so keep me occupied. Yeah. Busy mind. Busy mind, yeah, yeah. Favourite holiday destination? Goa, India. Wow, I remember you going there, actually. Yeah, yeah. We missed it about the last two years, but yeah, love it there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Your favourite breed of dog? Do you have a favourite? I don't. It's always the individual dog rather than the breed. Mm, Yeah, get that. Now, your worst nightmare dog breed to own. Obviously, I know you love all dogs, but what could you not live with? Well, the most difficult dog I ever had was my Kerry Blue. Mm. Uh, Lovely, lovely with people, with kids, anything on two legs but hated every dog so it was always a nightmare to walk her Mm. and um, saying that she was fine with the dogs in the house but probably I wouldn't have another one (laughs) I've heard I've heard uh, lovely honestly with people she would never turn at us or anybody but that stress when you're surrounded with other dogs is just yeah it was too much yeah, I will. I drive past um, a chap in Harrogate here who's got a Kerry, but this poor dog, I can tell it's a handful, and this old yeah. man's walking it, and it's on a halty, a muzzle over the halty. <laughs> and every time someone or a dog walks past, he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, all. I just see it all the time struggling with this dog, living, it's, you know, in the centre of town. I just think, oh, yeah, another, yeah, another good choice, is it? No. <laughs> Now, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me and Yitka. We would be delighted if you gave us a follow. Oh, my pleasure. Now, Yitka can be found at 
at Vita underscore Canis on Instagram and on Facebook it's Vita Canis or you can look out for Style to Rescue as well. Now thank you to everybody for listening and please don't forget to rate Five Stars Would Make My Day and subscribe to Pod on the Dog. Now a big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring Pod on the Dog. Now my dogs are powered by Natural Instinct and they are thriving. They even do puppy food. To receive 15% off, head over to their website and make sure you apply the code Verity15. That's a bye from us. Bye. Bye.